Welcome to Spirit of Grace Church tonight. We're so thankful that you can join us and we're coming to you from the church office today and uh, looking forward to what God has for us. And so would you just, to open up this service tonight, would you just bow your heads and, and join me in prayer? Jesus, we love you. We praise you. We thank you for your goodness and your mercy to us. We thank you for this time together. We ask you to bless your word and allow it to grow in us and help us to become what you want us to become. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us, and we're so honored to share the word. I'm reading from the book of Hebrews, chapter 11. I want to read just a couple of verses. I'm reading from uh, a New King James Version. It is chapter 11 and verse number 8 of the book of Hebrews. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive as an inheritance, and he went out not knowing where he was going. By faith he dwelt in the land of promise as in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, and the heirs with him of the same promise. For he waited for the city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. And I'm going to go ahead and stop there for right now. Uh, this is the story, uh, repeating the story, or uh, referencing the story of Abraham leaving uh, and following the voice of God and the word of God. And so tonight I want to share with you uh, this message, becoming big picture people, becoming big picture people. We each have different goals in life. And uh, I don't know about you, but I have found that I get out of life what I put into life. And Jesus taught us in the book of Luke when he said, whatever measure you meet out, it shall be measured back to you, pressed down, shaken together and running over. And so I want to share a little bit tonight with you about vision and uh, vision for your life personally, for your life with Christ, for your life with your career, your business or whatever uh, else you're trying to accomplish with your life. I'm, I'm sure I'll probably make mention uh, about the vision of Spirit of Grace Church of which we're a part and what we want to accomplish in the kingdom of God as well. But it is a proven fact that all children are born with a certain amount and a great amount of imagination and creativity. Only a child can pick up any item and all of a sudden make it a gun or a mic or something out of it, a sword. Uh, of course, we teach them as they get into school that they need to color inside the lines. You know, you get a young child that's never colored before and they just color everywhere and we get them into school. And we said, no, 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 put them in inside the lines. They're born to think outside the lines and we train them to, we say, you're, you're coloring Bozo the wrong way. You need to get the red hair just right and the large shoes just right. And so many times um, th through what could be called the institutionalization of humanity, we tend to limit and restrict the creativity of our children. And so I want to ask you this question tonight. What is it that limits your thinking? What is it that limits what you see and perceive? What keeps you from attempting to do great things for God? Uh, what is it that keeps you coloring inside the lines of a comfort zone as opposed to stepping outside the, 
the line and trying some things and risking some things and, and becoming some things and investing in a way that could possibly bring you great return in your life and in the kingdom of God. There is something that I have seen through the years about the concept of failure. First of all, failure is not final and no one is a failure. Failure is not final and no one is a failure. Everybody fails. Everybody swings and misses. We applaud Babe Ruth for hitting 714 home runs, but we never seem to mention that he had about 3,000 or over 3,000 strikeouts. And here's the thing. You're never going to hit the ball out of the park unless you're willing to take a swing at it. And so today, uh, I believe it's, it's better to try and fail than the, not to try at all. And this safety first personality or the safety first believer in a comfort zone and oriented person always lives within the safety net of approval and the safety net of their environment. I want to walk into your life today and say, it's not about the safety of who you are. I want to encourage you to know and think and become big picture people in the eyes of God. You see, you can tell how big a person's God is by how big their prayers are or by what size conversation that they have with God. If the God that you pray to is only big enough to move this piece of paper from here to there, it, 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 then you don't really need God for that, do you? Uh, you can just pick it up and move it. And there are a lot of people that are living their lives in, in such a way that what they really, they don't need God. They've learned to live without him. Now, the truth is we all need him, obviously. Uh, we need him to breathe. We need him for a drink of water. We need him for the clothes that we wear. But I'm, I'm talking about trying to accomplish something in life. There are certain things that just by the innate ability, by the creation of who God created us to be, we can do. But I want to challenge you to step above and beyond that uh, because some believers live their whole lives. It doesn't matter how old they become. The only thing they ever needed for God was to save their soul because, uh, uh, because they could never try anything beyond that. They never went to where they needed to rely on God above and beyond all measure. They, were, they never reached for something greater in the spiritual realms of the kingdom than to just become saved, if you will. And that's already been done. But tonight I want to remind you what Ephesians says that Paul wrote to them in chapter 3, verse 20. He said, Unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or even think, according to the power that worketh in us. It's the thing that works in us. It's, it's, it can, it, that goes beyond every imagination. You know how parents try to get to color within the lines? Uh, well, we have an adversary who tries to, over a period of time, establish lines that you and I shouldn't cross over in the things of God. 
He, he tries to establish boundaries and he'll let us even pray within those boundaries because those prayers aren't challenging. They're not stretching. They're not big. These lines that he wants us to live within and he doesn't want us to step outside these lines and give God a try and try something great or something miraculous. Now, I'm not talking about becoming a missionary necessarily. I'm talking about even in our everyday lives, could you be stepping into a greater relationship with him than, but it takes you out of your comfort zone and so you're not willing to do that because God forbid you should go outside of the lines. And what happens if we allow it to, over a course of time, we become conditioned to live within these parameters, to live within these boundaries of our comfort zone, and we fail to realize that God has such a big picture, if you will, a big world for us to walk into, a big realm of his spirit, but we've gotten so comfortable living in the status quo of our comfort zone. So tonight I am urging you, I am asking you to, and challenging you to become big picture people. I'm asking you to see outside the lines of the normal and walk into something that goes beyond your comfort zone. I appreciate some of the songs that have that have come out in recent years. One of them is, I think, called Oceans, and it it says, "Help me to walk where my feet can't touch, where where I'm in the deep that that only you can control." You see, it's easy to step into the water and just wait a little bit because nothing can really overwhelm you. But when you get to that place where you can't touch, where there are no boundaries, where you can walk wherever God wants you to walk, that takes us to a level where God can begin to move in such a way and in such a dynamic that will totally change and transform the course of our life. You see, people who cannot see the big picture are always causing themselves problems because they don't see what other people see. Therefore, they don't get the message. And I believe that there are four lines uh, that we need to step outside of. Uh, and, and we see this in the passage that we read with Abraham when he left Ur of the Chaldees. The first line that you and I need to be willing to step over and become big picture people is the line of the unknown. The line of the unknown. I don't know if you'd be willing to leave it all behind like Abraham did. Abraham, remember, didn't have a Bible. He didn't have the New Testament. He just had what God asked him to do and he was willing to do what God asked him to do. If we are to be big picture people, we're first going to have to go where no one else has gone. And I'm not talking about location necessarily. I'm talking in places in the spirit. Have you gotten a hold of the things of God spiritually that you've never had before? Have you been willing to dig deeper than ever before? Have you been willing to risk the fact that you may not have seen things in a clearer picture in years past and now God is opening up revelation in his word that changes what you originally thought was what it meant and, and God is opening up. You see, it doesn't matter who you are, we've all just only scratched the surface. The Bible says it this way, we see through things through the glass darkly right now, but then we'll see him clearly face to face. I'm just telling you, no matter how bright, how anointed a theologian may or may not be, is not relevant to this fact. The fact is, none of us know everything about God. 
There is still vast depths of him that we've got to be willing to cross. And sometimes we allow our traditions and what we think should be, uh, and we don't read the Bible for what the Bible is trying to tell us. And I'm challenging you tonight to step outside those lines of, uh, of, uh, of, of uh, boundaries outside those lines and the perimeter that locks us into a traditional thinking and step into the concept that God is trying to reveal in his word and his spirit. You see, some people are afraid of the unknown, but here's the thing, all through scripture and all through history, the, the, the greatest moves of God, the greatest movements of the world all come because somebody was willing to step into something that is unknown. The great creators, uh, inventors of our, uh, of our world have been men and women that have decided, well, I can't figure out how this is going to work yet, but I'm going to keep trying because it's, it's something that I don't know about. In fact, I think it was Albert Einstein that somebody asked him how many times did was he going to fail? He says, well, until I do the right one. He says, well, how many times is that? He says, until it happens. He said, I've learned over the previous thousand mistakes. I've learned which one is right. I'm still going to work outside the boundaries of what I understand. And there's, there is, a, I have taught a message before of several different people, what before things happen, um, for instance, uh, when the computer was originally being created, there was a person that said, uh, that we'd never be able to get the computer small enough to make it realistic. <laughs> and yet now we've got computers in every little, uh, in, in a watch has all kinds of, I mean, it's, it's just astronomical because somebody was willing to think outside of the lines and step into the unknown. The second line is the line of the impossible. C.H. Spurgeon said this, God delights in impossibilities. And so somebody responded to him. He said, I will do as much as I can. But Spurgeon responded, any fool can do that. Any fool can do as much as he can. But he that believes in Christ does what he cannot do. And he attempts the impossible and performs it because Jesus said, with a little bit of faith, all things are possible. I want to challenge you today. I want to let you know that there are quote unquote impossibilities that become possible because Jesus is in it. If you just have a little bit of faith and you respond to that faith, Jesus will respond to it and, and create possibilities out of the impossible. The writer said that all things are possible with Christ. All things are, I can do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or even think. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. Over and over and over again in scripture, the impossible becomes possible because somebody listens to the voice of God. Could it be that you doing that outreach creates a possibility for somebody to find life who has given up all hope of possibly changing their life? Could it be the, 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 the smile in the grocery store to the person that's walking by you when they thought it was impossible to find somebody that was friendly all of a sudden speaks possibility to their life? Could it be that your worship on a Sunday will release something of the impossible into the, in, into the realm of possibility because Christ begins to move in it? 
We need to cross that line. We need to live our lives like we actually do need God. We need to begin to pray and believe him for things that go beyond our understanding, go beyond our talents, go beyond our reach that seems so far and so big. Can I just share with you as the leader of Spirit of Grace Church, one of the things that seemed in a distance several years ago was the concept of an expanded building, a new worship facility. And yet we took a grand step about three years ago uh, in 2018, and we began to step out even though we didn't have everything lined up, even though we didn't have all of the answers, even though that we didn't know exactly where all the financing was going to come, even though all of those things were uncertain, the Lord gave us the green light to begin. And because we began then, by the time we dealt with the pandemic here, uh, and, and, was, and the churches were reopened through after the couple of weeks of being closed down, our percentages, we had a facility that we didn't have to worry about our percentages too much because we had plenty of space for to, to meet the requirements of the, the COVID regulations. And, and, and what am I saying? I'm saying that which seemed to be impossible became a possibility. And that now that thing that was impossible that became possible was now housing people and opening up the doors in, a, in, a, in an era or in a season where doors of churches were remaining closed and we were able to meet the needs of the people of God. We need to live our lives like God has. Uh, we need to break ranks, break barriers, break precedent. Well, no one in my family has ever lived for God before. Well, so what? You can, it's possible for you. Step out of the lines of what's traditionally well, I, I, I just can't do this and I can't do that. Listen, Moses gave an excuse to God that he couldn't speak and yet he was the one that God called to lead Israel out of Egypt. Gideon was a man that was full of fear and yet God called him a mighty warrior and, and allowed him to lead the people. David was a man after God's own heart, committed great sin, and yet God still used him over and over through scripture. You think about the disciples that God used when he was walking here uh, in flesh, the people that he chose probably didn't measure up to traditionally what we would think of as disciples and apostles, but God said, all things are possible. I'm going to step outside of the comfort zone and let them be. Christopher Columbus wrote this daily in his diary. No land in sight, but we sailed west. Keep sailing. I, I don't know how it's going to work out. Keep moving. I, I can't, I don't have the answers. Keep going. Just keep going. The line says I need to stop here. Keep going. I may not see the horizon yet, but I'm going to keep going. There's a Chinese proverb that says it this way. He who says it cannot be done should get out of the way of the man who's doing it. I like that. So number one, we need to step over the line of the unknown. Number two, we need to step over the line of the impossible. Number three, we need to step over the line of instant positive feedback. Uh, Zig Ziglar said this, there's no traffic jams on the second mile. Everybody does the first mile, but when you step across the line of the unknown and on the, across the line of the impossible, you're stepping into a traffic pattern that's very light because there's not a lot of people that go the second mile. And, uh, and, and when you do that, you're going to have to just endure. You're not going to, you're not going to be able to do it for personal uh, feedback very quickly. I remember somebody telling me at the start of my ministry, I became a youth pastor 
at the ripe old age of 18 years and two months. And I sat down with uh, Pastor Trout and Sister Trout, and they hired me as their youth leader in October of 1988. And they, they gave me a secret to ministry. And, and it was this, just do what you're supposed to do regardless of the feedback that you get because your feedback's not going to come for several years. And I've shared that with people over and over again because we've had the honor and the blessing to serve and to lead young people. And at the time, you didn't know what they were, what was going to become of them. But now, after several years looking back, we have young people all across the globe uh, ministering and teaching and singing and writing and doing all kinds of things, uh, business people and uh, nurses and doctors and all kinds of people all across the world that we had the honor of serving as their youth leaders, uh, all of our kids that like we like to call them. Um, but at the time when we were actually leading them, we were having to color outside the line and we were challenged them, challenging them even then to go big. And, uh, but we didn't see exactly what they were going to become until now years later, we've been out of youth ministry for 20 years. And, uh, but we're excited to see all of our kids doing ministry now and, and living lives uh, for God now. And so don't get so bogged down looking for positive feedback because you may not get it in that second mile because there's not as many people that are on the second mile. And somebody once said it this way, how do you know that you're on the road to success? And their response was this, it's uphill all the way. It's uphill all the way. That's how you know you're on the right road because there's always going to be a struggle. There's always going to be a fight. There's always going to be a sacrifice. And uh, you're always going to have to have perseverance and endurance because um, to do what God wants you to do in a big picture mentality is you're always pushing forward. Paul said it this way. I'll use King James Version for those of you that only speak King James. Uh, I press toward the prize of the high calling of Christ, of God in Christ Jesus. I, I press, I keep moving. I, I'm content, but yet I'm still pushing. I, I'm pleased with where I'm at, but I'm still pushing. And there's gotta be that constant big picture mentality. God, lead me into the unknown. Lead me beyond the, the, the that which is possible and help me to endure even though I'm not seeing the feedback. And then the, the last line that we need to uh, cross over tonight is the line, what I call pull of the world, the pull of the world, not, not the world of sin, um, but the, the, the comfort zones, if you will, the familiar places, uh, pulling them back like the tide of an ocean and resisting the boat that is trying to get to the deep seas. We, we need to just disconnect from that, which is hindering us. Uh, Paul said it this way in, um, uh, 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 Romans 12, laying aside the weight and the sin. It's not sinful stuff necessarily, but it's the weights that weigh us down. And, and uh, uh, if you're going to be big picture people, you're going to have to break through the gravitational pull of this world. It might be family members, it might be work, it might be home, it might be spouses, but if you just work the vision, it's eventually going to become a part of you 
and the people that are with you are going to go with you. All of Abraham's household went with him based off of him stepping out into the unknown, out into the impossible, and he endured looking for a city made by God and those that went with him. Listen, when you resist the pull of the comfort of your of your life and you step into that which is, un- listen, it's not comfortable to be awakened in the middle of the night to pray for somebody. It's not comfortable to, to, to step away from uh, things in the world that would cause you heartache and pain when everybody else is doing it. It's not easy. It's uncomfortable to become something that you're not, but yet we need to do that. So uh, I'm going to close with, with this, and it's going to be uh, just a couple of minutes. Uh, there's seven different things that happen when you become big picture people. First, stepping across the previous lines will motivate me to trust God. Why will it motivate me to trust God? Because God's all that I can trust in those, un, those, those spaces of the unknown. When you step into impossibilities, it's going to draw you to the Lord. Here's what I have learned uh, in 30 years of ministry. One of two things really draws you to the Lord. Trial and tribulation or reaching beyond your comfort zone. You know, God allows trials to come into our lives to test us, to knock off the rough edges, to hopefully trigger something in us that draws us closer to him, reaching out to him. But then the flip side of that is it's not always a trial. It's not always a struggle, but it is what you are stepping into when you step into that impossibility. When you step out of the comfort zone, you rely on God to lift you up. And when you do that, all of a sudden you are being motivated to trust God more. Second, the uh, breaking uh, uh, out of these lines, if you will, uh, and overcoming them, becoming big picture people, it will motivate me to sacrifice. It will motivate me to sacrifice. I'm honored to live in America. And when I look back in history of the 56 men who signed the Declaration of Independence, Uh, independence. They were big picture people. They understood that it was next to impossible what they were trying to do. It was the unknown that they were stepping into. They knew that they were going to have to endure and they knew that they were not going to be able to go back to their comfort zone. And so when they realized that they were motivated more than ever to sacrifice the things that they had. It's interesting to note that of the 56 men who signed the Declaration of Independence, five were captured and tortured. Twelve had homes that were ransacked and burned. Two lost sons in, in, in battle. Two, son, who, two had sons that were captured. And nine of them died in war. Why is that? Because they saw beyond the present circumstances and were willing to step across the lines uh, and become a big picture person. Uh, then thirdly, Becoming big pictured motivates me to be patient. Uh, I find it interesting that Douglas MacArthur tried three times at West Point before he finally made it. He was patient, and then he became a great general in the war. It's it's, uh, interesting to me that in the first year, only 400 bottles of Coca-Cola were sold 
and their goal was to have a Coke in every hand by 2000. I don't know if they made it, but the Coke logo is a worldwide recognized logo because Coke has gone just about everywhere. You see, you're patient to see it happen when you're stepping across and becoming big pictured. When you're not worried about the small picture, you're worried about the big picture. Then fourth, it motivates me to bless others. When I'm living as a big picture person, when I'm living out there beyond my own lines of demarcation, when I'm shooting for the stars, if you will, it makes me want to reach and bless others to step into those things that, that I'm being blessed to step into. Fifth, it kind of goes along with patience and things, but it motivates me to be persistent. It motivates, when I become a big picture person, when I see beyond the confines of the lines and the boundaries, and I see the, the vast expanse of what God has for me, it makes me persistent. I reminded of Winston Churchill when in his speech he just repeated, never give up. I, th I saw an interesting statistic one time that really spoke volumes to me, and that was this. The great Walter Payton, the running back for the Chicago Bears, Hall of Famer, he ran nine miles in the NFL at four and a half yards a, a run. Think of that. He ran nine miles in the NFL at four and a half yards per run. That's persistence. I want to be persistent in being a big picture person and doing what God, I may only make it four yards at a time, but at the end of my life, when I look back, I want to see miles of, uh, of distance at four and a half yards per try. Sixth, it makes me, it motivates me to maintain my joy. The joy of the Lord is my strength. And when I am in those areas of the unknown and the impossibilities, and I'm trying to operate and function, it is at those times where that joy becomes my strength and I learn how to maintain it. I learn how to let it lift me up. And then the last one, it will motivate me to make uh, choices in light of eternity. There's too many people that are living life for Fridays, for the weekend, for the, the year, for the month. They're, trying, they're just worried about getting through this month. Listen, when we become eternal beings, at the very beginning, we need to live our lives today as though we are already living in eternity because we already are in eternity. We are eternal beings that God has created. And so I need to make my choices based on those lights of that in light of eternity. I, I read a story one time in an interview, actually, of a person who was 95 years old. And uh, they said that they had only three regrets in life. Number one, they or challenges, I guess. They said reflect more. He, they wished that they would reflect, have reflected more on what they accomplished. Sometimes we get so consumed with the next thing that we fail to take notice of the things we've already done. But here's the problem. If we realize what we've already done, it will propel us to the next thing. To become big picture people, we need to have the testimonies behind us that lead us. They're stepping stones to the greater thing. Number two, he said, this 95-year-old gentleman said, I would have risked more. I, he wished he would have risked more. He, in other words, he wished he would, we would have uh, 
stepped into that uncomfortable zone and taken a risk, you know, and, and seen where it took them. And then they would do more things. Uh, uh, he wanted to do more things that lived beyond them. There's some people, believe it or not, that were born and raised and have never left their town, even on vacation. There's such a vast universe out there, uh, both spiritually speaking and naturally speaking. I'm talking spiritually tonight. There's some that were born of the water and of the spirit, and that's exactly where they've stayed. They've never ventured into other territories, other lands that God has chosen for them, and they've gotten stuck in, 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 in that one spot. Listen, Go to where God is offering you. Take the chance. Take the risk. And then just before we close in prayer tonight, uh, an old time preacher said this uh, to, to some of us young preachers. He said, if you want to live a life that's fulfilling, there's three things that you need to do. And these are all big picture things. These are all things that take you outside of your comfort zone. These are all things that make you color outside the lines. And that is this. Number one, touch God. Touch God. Listen, we're living in a, in a season, in, a, in an era where God is for some an afterthought. For others, God is even an enemy. I don't want to be that. I want to touch God daily. Number two, touch another life. It's not all about me. It's not all about you. It's about all of us together. Reach out and touch a life. It can be uncomfortable. It can sometimes even feel impossible. It can feel unknown. How are they going to react? How are they going to respond? Do it anyhow. Touch another life. And then number three, touch a project that will live beyond him. Touch a project that will live beyond you. If I can touch God, if I can touch another life, if I can touch a project that's going to outlast me, I'm doing big picture things. How about it tonight? Will you join me in asking God to lead us into becoming big picture people of operating beyond the lines of our pre-established uh, perceptions, beyond the lines of our the conditions that we've established in our lives and allow us just to become if you'll do that, join me in prayer right now. Jesus, for everyone that's watching this and you're challenging them to step into the unknown, I'm asking you to give them grace. For those that are dealing with impossibilities, let them know that you can make impossibilities possible. Lord, I'm asking you to give us endurance to continue. I'm asking you to give us the endurance to pull away from the, the world and allow us to touch you, to touch others, and to touch the projects that will go beyond us. We'll be careful to give you praise and glory. Be with each one this week. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen. God bless you. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. And should you be local, we want to invite you to church on Sunday at 1030 at 10110 Woodcrest Drive in Coon Rapids, Spirit of Grace Church. We love you. We're looking forward to a great time in the things of God in days to come.